Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Wolfpack Ninja Podcast, Episode 36. Drew Dreschel, The Real Life Ninja. Welcome to the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. I'm Megan Martin. And I'm Ian Dory. I'm Brian Arnold. And I'm Noah Kaufman, the Ninja Doc. Thanks for joining our weekly conversation about health, fitness, and all things Ninja Warrior. We will be interviewing all of the top American Ninja Warrior stars, and we encourage you to visit our website, www.wolfpackninjas.com. And kids, you can get your free Wolfpack Ninja Cub certificate there. If you like our podcast, please share, subscribe, and like on iTunes. Also, give us a follow on our social media. We're always posting new content, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfpack Ninja and on Instagram at Wolfpack Ninja Warrior. Together, we can make the world a healthier and happier place. So join us. Welcome back to the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast, guys. Woo! We're back. Yeah, and you guys, today we've got Drew Dreschel, the champion. I mean, he's the guy who took it down this year. No big surprise. Well, I, I guess boss. he didn't take it down. Yeah, he didn't he, take it down. He went the furthest. Furthest, yeah. That's uh, misleading. But what a lot of our listeners don't know is he also went the furthest in Sasuke this year. So he's the first ninja ever to like really kind of own it and go the furthest on Sasuke and the furthest on American Ninja Warrior. Pretty, pretty impressive. Oh, Drew's way impressive. Yeah, I mean, Drew's awesome. It's, it'll be interesting to hear him talk about Sasuke and the differences between... Sasuke and uh, American Ninja Warrior. That'd be cool. Yeah, it sounds like he had some really interesting experiences out there. It's probably one of the reasons he did so well, too, because that experience that he got from the other show. Just... Oh, yeah. I'm sure that helps. Let's get a quick word from our sponsors, and let's jump into the interview. I'm looking forward to it. So we are here today with the one, the only, the superstar... The guy who got the furthest this year on American Ninja Warrior, Drew Dreschel. Welcome to the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. Thank you, Noah. Thank you. It's finally getting this done. I'm really happy to be a part of this. Yeah, it's it's good to be here. And you know, now you have the dubious distinction of being the most difficult ninja to get a hold of. So in some ways, you are like the most ninja ninja. And uh, <laughs> along with Chris Sharma, you two guys are like you know, real hard to hook up with, but it's so good to have you. What, what's been going on recently? You, oh you, man, yeah. there's, there's so much going on. Um, there's so much crazy chaotic stuff. Most of it I can't talk about right now, but there, there'll be a lot of big news in a couple months, but I'm working, um, with gymnastics companies. I'm working with equipment companies. I'm rolling out lines of Ninja equipment. Uh, I'm traveling all over the globe, uh, checking out the, the U S championships for gymnastics and, just there's so much going on right now, and I'm just all over the place. I went to every city this year as well yeah. to root on the ninjas during the season, and uh, it's it's been crazy. I went to Tokyo for uh, Sasuke 32 as well. Um, I'm expanding my gym. I'm about to knock down a wall and almost double my space. 
kids classes and camp. There's just so much going on. Uh, good luck getting me to sit still for more than 20 minutes. I'm actually sacrificing my lunch break, and I love food to do this with you. So, <laughs> well, well, it's amazing. And now, so now you also are you got you went the furthest on on Sasuke this year, right? I did. I completed the double crazy ultimate cliffhanger thing, and uh, that was that was so, awesome. It was so cool. So you're the only person in history to go the furthest on on both courses, and, and, and let alone in the same year. So like you're basically the top dog right now because Isaac kind of bowed out of competition, and, and Jeff didn't have a, quite as good of a season. Uh, yeah, I, I had a great season. I'm glad I was able to pull most of everything together. And um, it was just tough courses. And there's a lot of changes from last year because yes. last year in Sasuke, uh, someone won. So they made it super difficult this year. Right. And then last year in American Ninja Warrior, someone won. So they made it really difficult. And we saw a lot of these huge changes that were kind of meant to just give no one really a shot or a chance. And there were still people getting really close within arm's reach of, of that, uh, that stage four. So now you're one of the like OG ninjas. You've been doing it how many seasons now? This was my sixth season. I've been doing it since season three. Holy cow. Well, that, that is awesome. And now you seem to have progressed like every single year. Every single year I've seen you, you've gotten better and better. Everything from the mental game to the physical game. I mean, would you attribute that to your mental outlook, your training? What do you think it is? I think the, the longer that you're in this sport, you meet a lot more people and you learn a lot more from them. Or I should say you have the opportunity to learn a lot more from them. Yeah. And uh, I'm really taking advantage of that with my travels, my experience, um, just really looking back on everything. I, every year I learn something new, whether it's what I need to train for, what I'm strong at, what I'm weak at. And, and I just try to bring everything together and take what I did last year and progress and move forward. Do you feel like you're maturing as an athlete as you go through this process of learning? Oh, of course. I'm not a reckless 21-year-old trying to just blaze through the course. Now I don't – I mean the fastest time is cool and all, but I'm, I'm normally quick, but that's just me going at my own pace. So all I need to really focus on now is bringing everything together and staying controlled and calm and to complete the course because I know I can do it. And uh, speed doesn't necessarily have too much of a factor other than being efficient. You're gunning for it, aren't you? <laughs> Depends on what you mean, gunning for what? <laughs> you, top, you, of the, top of that tower? Top of that tower. Dude, that's, that's what I got left. That's, that's my last goal. And once I hit that, my next goal will be doing it two years. And then it just from then on out. Uh, good for you. Yeah, I mean, you just keep going, right? There's no reason to, to hang up your coat. And... Oh, no. This is, it's, it's more than just a career for me now. It's, it's what I love to do. It's... My, my training is Ninja Warrior related. My travels are Ninja Warrior related. I sleep and I'm thinking of crazy obstacles I can build the next day. It's, it's my lifestyle. It's what I do. I'm the real life ninja and it's for a reason. Well, you are a real life ninja and, and let's talk a little bit about that. How did you get that? Uh, I, I mean, was that just like a nickname that you so kind of came up with? Or? I actually had that nickname back in middle school before I even knew about American Ninja Warrior. Oh, wow. Uh, my friends called me a ninja because I've always been very athletic, very agile, super quick. And I was always quiet and I started doing parkour. And when I started doing parkour, like immediately everyone's like, you really are like a ninja. You're like the closest thing to Spider-Man I think anyone will ever meet. <laughs> so... I couldn't really go with Spider-Man, trademark copyright issues, but I did, I did accept the real-life ninja. I thought that was a cool old nickname. So uh, when I started doing American Ninja Warrior, it's like, wow, this, this fits. It's great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with this. I'm going to be real-life ninja. 
I started changing all my social media handles over to Real Life Ninja, and I've really enjoyed it since. Well, it was a good move. You know, I think your branding has uh, is really kind of taken off. And this year, I mean, you just you dominated. You kind of excelled and and stepped away from stepped away from the pack a little bit, man. You know, like you did very very well. Everybody was like, and, and you know, we always knew that you were capable. But to go out there and dominate the way you did on Sasuke and American Ninja Warrior, man, you are on the top of your game. It's really cool to see. Are you going to change your training at all for this year, or are you going to increase aerobics? Or is there any you know kind of strategy that you have? So coming off, of, it's really hard coming off of like your best year ever because you don't have too much to work with as far as like when I failed jumping to a rope. It's like all right, I really need to work on my focus and my timing and rope. Um, when I failed the unstable bridge two years in a row, it was like, I really need to work on that upper body, that grip strength, the endurance. So I just practiced the unstable bridge all year. But last year, like I was nailing everything. Um, it wasn't really anything I felt super uncomfortable with. So I think at this point, I'm just going to continue going and doing what I was doing as far as diet and as far as training and, uh, just keep looking to progress myself and increase everything I have now. And hopefully I don't get hit with a huge curveball of a brand new obstacle we've never seen before next year, which yeah. you know it's going to happen. It's always possible. But, but just keep doing what I'm doing now, and I, I should have a good repeat performance next year. Do you focus on on uh, diet, uh, nutrition at all? I do. Um, during I, I look at it as nine months on, three months off. And during the on season when I'm training for Ninja Warrior and Team Ninja Warrior, um, I'm really focused on eating clean and eating healthy. But I've noticed that I need to eat a lot because as much as I move around and as, as much as I'm, I'm active, I need like an 8,000 calorie a day plus diet or else I'm just tired all the time. Yeah. So I really have to focus on my diet. And it's, it's a hard struggle for someone who's as active as I am eating the right thing and eating as much as I like as much as I need to, but it's mainly my, uh, my training. I don't specifically really train for anything. I just, I'm in a gym all day long, so I'll do things. And I like these challenges that are getting posted on Facebook and those get me up and keep me moving. And I basically just always play, just play all the time, every day, all day, every day, just play. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about why, why and where you went down this year. Now on the, uh, in Japan, it just sounded like it was really really difficult and like you had to do it twice or something uh that was uh last year it was a couple of years ago they had oh, okay, the, okay. The, the crazy cliffhanger and i had practiced to do it with the the reverse grip where i don't lache with the 180 and catch but i actually turn around and then i do the lache so i'm facing it right but i uh I checked in the rules. They said that I could do it, but there was a misunderstanding that when I did it and I came down after completing it, they were like, no, I'm sorry. We're not going to accept that. And uh, I kind of lost it for a second. I was yeah. like, what? I, I, like April's on the sidelines. She's like, Drew, you need to calm down before you get kicked out. And I, I tried to explain myself. And um, I actually was able to talk my way into like getting a chance to do the crazy cliffhanger again. But it was about 30 seconds after I had landed and got off. They were like, you need to go right now. So I climbed up and I did it again. I tried the, with the 180, but that's not what I was practicing. Yeah. We talked earlier about like if I fall on something, I know what to practice. Well, Sasuke 30, when I failed the crazy cliffhanger, I practiced the crazy cliffhanger. But I had done it the way that I had practiced, the way I knew or I thought I was able to do. Right. And then all of a sudden I'm hit with, oh, you have to do it, but you have to do it this, this oh, way. That's so infuriating. Oh, so it was a whole year of training kind of like almost down the drain. Right. Um, 
And I couldn't, I couldn't look at that as like I improved because I went out the same spot. But uh, this year, uh, the crazy cliffhanger, it was two transfers, and the second transfer was uh, on a mechanic. It was a mechanical cliffhanger, and it constantly moved up and down within a span of about two feet. And it was a lot of timing involved, so I wasn't sitting there waiting on the cliffhanger on the other side, waiting for it to get to the bottom where I wanted. So when I got to that point, I felt great. And as soon as it hit where I needed it to, I started. I hit my first transfer. It was great. I moved my way around to the second, hit the second transfer. It was great. Yeah. And then here's the kicker. The vertical limit was back with two transfers, but there was no platform. So you do the, <laughs> the double crazy supersonic, whatever you want to call it, cliffhanger, oh straight into this vertical limit with no rest. And by the time I had gotten there, I had no chalk on my hands, and I was unable to re-chalk up. Um, they supplied you with a chalk bag on your for you to take with you on stage oh, three. Okay. So I'm on the cli- crazy cliffhanger, and I have a chalk bag on me, but there's no way I'm going to lock off with one hand on the cliffhanger right. <laughs> and chalk up again. But I, I went for the vertical limit. I got both hands on it, and as soon as I got my second hand over, eh, I just fell. I lost it. But Wow, uh, no, wow. No, no one else uh, was able to complete the crazy cliffhanger, the, the first transfer. Yeah. So me getting both transfers, I, I felt pretty good and accomplished, but um, – I got to work on my upper body endurance in case they bring that back. And so, was it a similar issue with uh, American Ninja Warrior? You felt—I mean, you felt the climbing wall. Is that? Yeah, it was the the hang climb again. Except this year, I I knew I could do it, and um, I don't know when this is going to air compared to what other happened. Like what else happened? Well, it'll so, be after the final show. It'll be after the final show, but there will be other stuff that I can't. Oh talk yeah, about yeah. Ever. We won't talk about how you how you. Uh, <laughs> so. I had gotten there. I planned out my route, and um, I took my rest. I felt good on it. I got the two handholds I wanted that felt good, and then my bump with my left hand, I grabbed the wrong one. Like, yeah. and it was one of those mistakes where if I if I grab it, I'm good. It's a nice jug. And when I as soon as I went to reach, I looked and I grabbed almost the first thing I saw out of just like fear and adrenaline and inst- and just instinct. I grabbed this four inch pinch. Yeah. there's no need for it to even be up there. Yeah. And as soon as I grabbed it, it was just like, I'm looking at my hand and I'm just, I'm saying to myself, no, that's, that's not right. And as I'm saying this, I'm falling into the water. Oh. So it was, uh, so it was just kind of a knowledge. You grab the wrong hold. It was, it was, um, this is where, and this is what I've been working on. If I had to take anything from last year yeah. and uh, attribute to next year training is to trust myself. Because I probably could have hung there with my right hand longer. Uh, I should have looked before I actually just started reaching and bumping. So trust in my abilities and not try to rush off of something, which was the issue the previous year. I tried to rush off the hang climb, and um, it cost me. And I tried to get off of it quickly because I didn't feel comfortable on it. Well, since then, I had built a rock wall in my gym. And I know this is a podcast, but we're running video. You can see that I've been doing a lot of rock wall training, and it changes every couple weeks. And... I've got some crazy thin pinches up there and all kinds of weird jugs. And, <laughs> yeah, I've been working on my climbing a bit more. Well, good. I mean, you know, we all need to be more well-rounded athletes to tackle all this stuff. And it sounds like you're you're going after that. Uh, I think Josh Levin told me that you were planning on uh, maybe doing a little bit of training with him. Uh, oh, for sure. I actually, last year, I told Sean McCall, like, I want to start, I want to start rock climbing. I want to start being a competitive rock climber. Oh, dude, you would be amazing. 
I would love to get into it. I'm, but I mean, right now I'm building a new gym, so I haven't had the most time, but I would love to get into it. Yeah, it sounds like the world is just kind of your oyster. You're exploding with possibilities. All this great stuff is, is happening, and it's so good to hear. Let me, let me ask you this. For the kids out there who want to be Drew Dreschel, or they want to be their own superhero, even better, you know, because we have to follow our own path. What mm-hmm. kind of advice would you, you give to the kids, and, and how, you know, how can they become their own superheroes? Oh, man, that's easy. Just play. Like, you don't have to have any sort of workout regimen. You don't need a gym. You need to go outside, and you need to play around. Um, now, keep this within reason, and stay safe when you're doing it. Know your limitations, yes. but... I like setting challenges for myself, whether it's can I jump from this line on the ground to that line on the ground, challenge yourself, know what you're capable of, and just constantly play around and use whatever you're given. Oh, man, you're getting me psyched. I want to go train like right now. <laughs> and, and I'm going to – now we're recording this. We're about to do Team Ninja Warrior again. Mm-hmm. And uh, have you been prepping for that? Not at all. I just want to go <laughs> – I just want to go out there and have fun. Yeah, so, yeah. I had said this last year, and most people kind of like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, and just kind of like brushed me, brushed my words aside. But Team Ninja Warrior is a whole different thing. Like, I'm known for being quick, but I'm quick in my own way. I, I take upper body obstacles, I take normal obstacles um, that normally take like time. I use my power, I use my explosiveness, I use my my techniques to make it to make myself fast on the obstacle. Right. But when you you have a specific obstacle that's meant for speed, like the steps or the rope swing, or there's there's all these obstacles that you can just anybody can run through. Yeah. That's not where I excel. That's I excel on the rings or the ring toss, like you saw from last year. Yeah. I, <laughs> three moves, three moves, and I'm off of it. That's yeah. where I excel. So for me, I'm just gonna go out there and I'm obviously gonna do my best, my best, but. Um, I just want to have fun. Like I want to go out there, I want to play on new obstacles, uh, get on some things I haven't tried before, and just have fun with my ninjas. Well, yeah, that's the thing is it is so much fun hanging out, all of us like a big family, with the ninjas. And it's going to be great to see you. What's it been like to just be in the ninja community and have all the friends and have the family aspect of being a ninja? The camaraderie is absolutely fantastic. Um, I can go pretty much anywhere in the country and be welcomed by a ninja, whether I've met them before or not. Um, they're like, Drew, please, you need a place to stay. Come to my house. You want to train? Cool. What do you want to do? Parkour, rock climbing, or ninja? I'll bring you to the best spots. And everyone is just so welcoming, and everyone's the coolest in the community. And I think it, it like... It's very positive, ah, right? It, it is. I feel like you have to have this positive attitude to be a ninja, and I don't think anyone out there with a negative attitude wants to be a ninja. So it kind of weeds everyone out. Or yeah. anyone with a negative attitude doesn't last very long because they don't have the right mental, the mental, mental attitude where if, like, if we fall on something, we're going to go work on it. As where other people, if they fall on something and they give up, well, they're not going to last very long in the community. Right. So everyone, everyone is, is awesome. The camaraderie is amazing and it's, it's possibly the best sport I've ever been involved with. Yeah, it's it's really incredible how it's like a combination of all these different subspecialties, uh, you know, between the free running, the parkour, and the climbing, and uh, gymnastics, and I mean, it's incredible to see uh, how you know we've started doing parkour all the time. You know, we're trying to get better with our lower body because we have endurance, we, and we bring that's what we kind of bring as climbers to the to the field. Now, I heard for a little bit. You purposely were avoiding climbing because you just wanted to show that it's really not all that and that you could do it without it. 
Well, you can look at how far I've made it the previous years. And yes, it's I've true. never I've never actually been a climber. And I've gone to rock climbing gyms before, but not on any sort of regular basis. Maybe once a week for maybe an hour. Now, I'm not going to call myself a climber, but that's it's good upper body strength. It's good for getting your hands and your tendons kind of used to that stuff. And it's good for thinking, problem solving, body awareness and control. But I'm not a climber. I, I come from an athletic background. Um, I did all all kinds of sports growing up. And then my main was uh, my main sport was parkour and free running. And I was one of the more strong, the more powerful guys, the explosive guys. Yeah, the upper body, you always had it kind of. I always had that, even even doing parkour, and I guess it was just from the other sports I had done. But I mean, at where I am, and how like how far I want to go, I need to start, like you said earlier, well, like rounding myself a little more. Um, rock climbing is not going to hurt me, and it's not necessary to do well in this sport. But neither is parkour. It's not necessary to do well in this sport, but obviously it's going to help you if you train. The agility, the, the quick feet, the speed, the jumps, and all the techniques involved. Everything you can do to get your hands on a little better technique or give yourself a little bit of edge in one area, then the better off you're going to be in the long run. And now that I'm looking for stage four, I need to start looking for long run. What am I weak at? And I need to start training specifically those areas. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's a great answer. And we all get better as we learn to use our body in new ways. Obviously, I mean, we're trying to do it as much as we can with parkour. And, you know, on social media, I'm always asking you, I'm like, Drew, how hard is this parkour move? Like, uh, <laughs> and you're like, it's V9. And like, you know, but it's it's really funny because, uh, you know, you get it. You you get what I'm oh, asking. Oh, yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. I'm like, and, I, uh, I don't know. I can't tell. Right. If you're like, how hard is a standing front flip? And I'm just like, well, for me, it's very, very easy to do. But for a normal person, probably your size and your experience with parkour so far, I'd probably give it like a V7. And, right. and that, gives, that puts it in perspective for you that it's not something that you can do in a couple weeks. It might take a month for you to get. Right. It's, it's, and it's training. It's trying hard. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean that, that's super cool. So real quick, do you have, uh, you, you have classes, you have kids, you manage a big gym, right? It's not a huge gym. It's only about 3,000 square feet right now, but we're expanding. We got the bay door next door, and the wall will be coming down in a couple weeks, and that, put, that will put it at 5,500 square feet. Uh, oh, right wow. now, we have over 250 kids in our classes. Um, we have, oh man, camp kids. Every, every week, we have a different camp, and we've got about 30 kids. What? All right, all right, only camp during the summertime. We have about uh, 30 kids in our camp. We've got uh, 40 to 50 adults throughout the week coming into play. Not right now, Megan. So um, we got, but we have a ton of uh, kids classes, adult classes, and camp kids. And we got birthday parties a couple times a week during regular, um, like not summertime. During the regular uh, sessions, we have over 250 class kids. We've got about 50 adults. We've got four birthday parties on the weekend. It's it's a lot. It's wow. Crazy. Wow. So and now are. You- so you, you're kind of an entrepreneur at this point. You're taking your passion and what you love. You're helping people with it. And this is your vo- full-time vocation. You used to sell cars, right? 
I used to work at a car dealership, that's correct. But after being up here in Connecticut, I got wind of a gentleman, uh, Thomas Alberti, longtime member in the gymnastics community up here. He was looking to open a ninja gym, and he has all the business know-how to everything, and I had all the ninja warrior know-how. So we, we joined forces, he handles all the business side of stuff, and I handle all the ninja side of stuff as far as the, the curriculum, the classes, the building, the obstacles, and uh, it doesn't help to have a face that's been on TV. Uh, it doesn't hurt to have a face that's been on TV to help bring kids in. And, Kids come in who are even don't don't even do classes who are from New York or Jersey and it's hours away and they're like we just came to meet Drew give him a picture and a T-shirt <laughs> so it's like yeah of course sure let's let's do it um, so kids kids are traveling all over I got adults traveling all over my first event I did I actually had people from as far as California even the UK uh, we had a gentleman wow. come from the UK over to the uh, to my first event and it was really cool and surprising. So I'm going to start doing more events, and uh, I'm excited to start branching out as well. You should see some uh, real-life ninja gyms popping up in different areas of the country as well. Oh, that would be amazing. I, can't, I will start training at one. we got to get one franchised out here. I'd Totally. I'd be down for it. Got some ninjas who want a full-time job. I'm here to help them out. That was something else. It's Being a ninja is not very lucrative, and how many jobs can a ninja actually do other than being a ninja warrior coach? Right. So you take your experience and what you've, what you've developed, and if I can give another ninja a full-time job and kind of share with them like the amazing opportunity I have, I'm going to, because I know how like gruesome it was sitting at a desk job all day long when you much rather be out there doing something more positive with, with your time and your abilities and capabilities, to especially to help other kids and adults who want to be a ninja where where do you see yourself in in five five years five ten years five years um five ten years i i mean i hope to see several different gyms um all over the country i'd I'd like to have at least seven or eight gyms by then and just going bouncing around back and forth a bunch of ninja coaches full-time jobs um a bunch of ninja kids a whole a whole line of real life ninja equipment and all these things um other things I can't talk about right now because uh, they're still in production. <laughs> good. Think, good things. It's all good things. And um, just traveling around and doing like go to this gym this week and say what's up. And next week I go to this gym and I'm in California. I'm in Colorado. I'm in Florida. I'm in New York. And I'm meeting all these kids who are, are training under my coaches and training under my program and who are having a great time and have great positive role models. Because I know when I was growing up, all my role models were like WWE wrestlers. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But this, I feel like, is a lot better role model for kids. Instead of beating themselves overhead with chairs right. or backyard wrestling, they're out at their playgrounds climbing around, doing trees, want to be like their role model. And I never met any of the WWE wrestlers. I never met Michael Jordan. I never met these people that I like. I look up to. But as a Ninja Warrior fan, and let's say Drew Dreschel or, or Noah Kaufman is your role model, how many kids have you met? How many kids have I met? You're, you're making you're making such a positive experience for these kids who look up to you that a lot of people never had growing up. Do you see a family in your future settling down, having a kid, having some kids? Oh, of course. Um, eventually, though, a little longer down the road. Yeah, uh, I do way too way too much traveling right now to uh, to be thinking about all that stuff. But um, man, I don't know. Maybe having a my own apartment, my own house, some kind of kind of soon. Having James as a roommate isn't too bad, but eventually we're gonna <laughs> look for uh, look for having my own place. And now you guys are the the total Ninja Warrior odd couple, right? I mean, you oh, guys man. are opposites, complete so. and total opposite. Uh, we're all right, so we're not. We're really not too far different. Um, 
the show portrays us to be complete opposites because yeah. there are certain things where, I mean, James is very, very to the extreme of like this fit, clean eater. And I mean, I don't mind a double cheeseburger every once in a while. Right, right. But I mean, I don't go making, oh God, I can't believe they aired that. I don't make Swedish fish milkshakes. I'm not <laughs> that I do like milkshakes, but like I don't throw my candy in a blender. Yeah. That was just something that James had done to kind of like make a joke for NBC and they love the idea. So they went with it. And now I'm still getting hate mail from parents. Do you need to tell my kid that Swedish fish milkshakes aren't a thing? Oh man. <laughs> so for the record, they aren't a thing. It's not good. And Drew Dreschel does not typically partake in candy milkshakes. No, not at all. I do enjoy milkshakes every once in a while, Oreo, but um, not candy milkshakes. Yeah. And then, yeah. So there, there are differences between James and I, but we are very similar as far as we're, we actually are both pretty, like, I guess, nerdy. We both love video games. I've been playing Pokemon Go nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> and um, when we are at the house, we don't necessarily, like, argue or bicker or train. I mean, I barely ever see the man because I'm at work all the time. Yeah. So NBC has really portrayed us as the odd couple just because, I guess, they needed, much of, they needed a story. They, they didn't have much of us eh, as far as a story, so they kind of made one. Now, James is a super nice guy. I love him. James McGrath is one of those guys who will take the shirt off your back. or He will take the shirt off his back. <laughs> no, you had it right. He will take the shirt right <laughs> off your back. <laughs> and he'll beat you with it across the face. <laughs> but he will take his own shirt off off his back and give it to you. And, you know, I mean, he's, he's just a great guy. When I first got to Vegas my first year, he was like, Hey Noah, come come up to my room. I you know I want to like you know give you some hints and and some strategy. Anyways, he brought me up and it it all turned out it all had to do with uh, your hair, you know and he and what hair product to put in, and so <laughs> he wanted to tell me what what hair product to put in. It was it was awesome. Man, hey, I, he is a great guy. I remember his uh, his first year we were in. Uh, we were in Japan and like he did not stop smiling. It wasn't even Japan. It was like the uh, the boot camp. We were at boot camp and oh, he's right. just smiling the whole time. And we're like every answer to any question they asked him, they were like, so James, what do you think about this team? And he's just like, I'm just so happy to be here. And like <laughs> that was his answer for everything. He's just, I'm so happy to be here right now. Any, but James, yeah. you just lost. You're going to send your teammate up the rope. He's like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I'll, I'll, I'll do the rope. I'm just so happy to be here. Like, <laughs> James, great guy. Yeah, he, he really is a great guy. And he, he wears emo his emotions out on, on his sleeve, right? He, when he does, when he has the bad experiences out there, the poor performances that we all have from time to time, you know, you can tell the disgust in his, in his face. He wants to do better, just like we all want to do better how, how do you deal with that frustration of getting so close or just not quite making it to where you think you can i'm just so happy to be there <laughs> <laughs> um you know what it's 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 hard but i know that there are thousands of kids out there who are going to watch this millions of uh, people are watching it but thousands of kids i'm sure that are looking up to me and kind of watching what happens and if if i throw a temper tantrum and storm off well what kind of role model am i be, uh, am i being right. what kind of uh, example am i setting so i mean i, I it kind of helps me that i know that a bunch of people are watching me but um, it helps me in the sense that I know that I could do better and everyone else out there knows I can do better. It's yeah. not that I fell on everyone's like, oh, we knew he couldn't do it. He's weak. Like it happens. It happened to everybody. There has not been a single person who has competed on the show that has not failed something. Right. And that's 
I mean, last year, um, Jeff Britton had a great year. He didn't fall last year, but the year before that he did. And Isaac Caldero, he had a great year last year. And then USA versus the world, he fails the jumping spider. Like there has been every single season, someone's fallen, someone's gotten wet. And you just have to know that you are capable and you can do better, but it happens. It's part of it. Yeah, it, it certainly is. And, uh, you know, you've you've been a great steward for the show. You've done a, a ton of really great things. Uh, how can people follow you on your socials? Uh, where can they find you? How can they how can they follow you? Oh, um, I guess Instagram. I, I post everything on Instagram. That's really what I mainly focus on. And I'm real life ninja on Instagram. Simple as that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's where we follow you. All our listeners, go out and follow Drew Dreschel. He posts some amazing things. And it always starts off with, I did a thing, right? <laughs> every, every once in a while, I, I'll do a thing for the day. I'm yeah. like, hey, I don't know what to call this, but I did a thing, so I'll post it out. And they're pretty cool things, you know? I mean, I'm like, I, I'm like, whoa, that's a pretty rad thing, actually. But it's it's humble, you know. It's a humble. You're just saying, like, oh, look, I'm just playing. I did this cool thing. I want to share it with you. Yeah, and then I love when I get um, like people who are try to imitate it, or they they do their own variation or version of it, and they tag me in it. And that's what I love to see is everyone out there playing around and having fun. So if this is your first time hearing about me and your first time knowing that I've got an Instagram, go check it out. Pick any of the 700 videos I have up there and see see if there's one you want to try, and then tag me. I want to see. Maybe I can uh, give you a comment and tell you uh, what you can do to improve on and what the ne- what the next thing for you should be. So, yeah, uh, that's kind of why I'm here. It's pretty. It's pretty amazing. I, I definitely recommend that everybody go out and, and and follow Drew. Drew, one last big question: How important is confidence? You seem like a really confident guy out there. Uh, do you get nervous like the rest of us? I, I mean, Ooh, of course. Yeah. There's there's no reason. I mean, if I wasn't nervous, then my heart's not in it, and. Uh, I'm just, I mean, I'm going out there to have fun, but I know that I can do this. I know that I can win. A million dollars is a lot of money. And I know that my life would change drastically if I ever did win it. Right. So, of course, I'm nervous. <laughs> it's just, uh, you have to set that aside. You can't let nerves get to you. You can't let pressure get to you. You're out there doing what you do. This is, this is my mindset. I, I go out there. This is what I train for. This is what I do. It's time to just do what I do on a daily basis. I'm just going out there, being a ninja warrior, and training just like I normally do, and I know I'm capable of it because of all the training I put into it, and uh, just seeing if it all comes together. Now, do you do you do something to like get into the zone when you're running, or are you just kind of instantly there? Oh, man, I have to blast music, and especially since I'm usually one of the last ones to run, um, I have to like save all my energy for the night. Then I start blasting music in my head and getting amped up and jumping around and start doing flips, making sure I'm awake and alert. And uh, when I'm ready, I know. And sometimes I'm not ready. And uh, I've actually, uh, season six, when I failed the rope, I was not prepared. I could tell that I wasn't awake yet. It was like five in the morning. And uh, I ended up trying to hug the rope on the second obstacle. Yeah. And uh, note to self, you can't hug a rope. So... <laughs> Yeah, if, if that ever presents itself again, I'm going to start telling like, "Hey, I'm not ready. I can't go right now. And I just got to keep uh, getting the music, get the blood flowing, keep jumping around." And that's how I warm up. That's how I get ready to run. Well, great advice, man. It's it's so good talking with you. You know, hopefully we can have you out, have you training with the Wolfpack. Uh, we we would love to come out and see the the new era gym. Um, and if people want to find you, is there a is there a website for New Era? 
yeah, neweraninjas.com. And uh, I'm actually going to be revamping and redoing my website, reallifeninja.com. So links for everything will be on there. It's super easy to find. But, uh, yeah, please come on out. You're more than welcome. You've got a place to stay. And we'll have all those links on our show notes. We're going to have all of Drew's socials. So check into the show notes. Drew Dreschel, you are a true champion. It's only a matter of time, I think, before you take the whole thing down. I wish we could just, like, recruit you and sign you up for the Wolfpack right this moment i mean i i wouldn't i wouldn't object to that that sounds pretty awesome i love colorado so if you send me the contract and uh, i'll be out <laughs> uh drew well thanks so much for for being with us you know i know you've got some classes to run and uh it, it's been awesome thank you so much for your time oh man no Noah. thank you for having me be part of this i really appreciate it great interview noah let's hear from our sponsors wow that was great a lot of uh, good information there. Drew, such an intense guy. He just like once he starts going, he just talks and he's got a lot of interesting things to say, but he's he's got so much going on. It's kind of chaotic. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like how he approaches it all and he's definitely one of the guys who I've seen mature. Let me tell you guys a story. The first year that I saw Drew and we were in stage he had gotten to stage 2, I had gotten to stage 2. Obviously, Brian, you were there. I think it was the year before you went, Ian. Um, and Megan, you weren't there either, but so I was watching this guy and I didn't really know Drew very well, but I was watching this guy do one arm pull-ups like right before we went on stage two. And I was like, Oh man, what is this guy doing? He's just going to pump out. Like he's doing these really powerful one arm pull-ups like right before we went. And of course he pumped out on stage two. And I, I, you know, I mean, I did too, but Drew's an incredible athlete and he keeps getting better and better. And I told him, I was like, Drew, Dude, you want to do better next year? Don't do one-arm pull-ups like right before stage two. And, you know, I mean, it's kind of funny, but I think he's right. You know, he listens and he's getting better and better by learning so much from other ninjas. And so he's grown up a lot too and he doesn't have to prove himself as much and he doesn't have to show off. And he's one of the guys who's definitely improved the most. I mean, he's the top guy right now. I've learned so much from Drew over the years. My first year that I did Ninja Warrior... Drew is the guy that stood out. I just remember standing back and I was just observing. I just observe. I don't talk a lot to a lot of people. And Drew was just flipping, doing these amazing, beautiful, beautiful backflips. Um, just the way he moved, he's so fluid. Everything he, he does, he's it, yeah. just it's effortlessly. He does does it effortlessly. And then, not only that, he has the confidence. And it's just a matter of time before Drew does the whole thing. I mean, Drew is one of he's in the top five my top five list of the most amazing athletes on the show for sure yeah i mean you can either train and figure everything out yourself or you can watch and learn from people who have done it already and drew really takes that to heart and learns from all the different disciplines and i agree he'll he'll take it down yeah and the one thing that drew has if you watch him that nobody else has this it's his ability to like use his momentum he is so good at that he, he can just he really is yeah it's yeah. just effortlessly goes from one obstacle to the, to the next and he's so efficient like that yeah he's one of those top guys you know i mean i can think of a few other guys who move really fluidly like that like Elliot hall and like but they're missing certain other aspects of of the complete picture that drew has he's got like the strong mind the strong upper body the endurance He's really one of the top guys. And 
it sounds like he's opening up to the possibility of you know doing some rock climbing. He's got a rock climbing wall in his, oh, in his man. gym now. If he if he picks up the skills of climbing, he there he he will have no holes in his game. Yeah. Even like mentally, if you watch Drew, he feeds off the audience. He loves he loves the attention. He loves to he's a showman. And that's the type of person you need to be to be good at this show. You can't be up there all nervous and timid. And Drew doesn't have that nervous and timid like timidness when he gets up there. He's doing backflip. He's smiling. He's on the stage. He's been waiting all year to show off oh, yeah. what he can do. And that's the that's what you need to be. That's the mindset you need to be in when yeah. you get up there. Yep. And he's got it for sure. Well, I, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt he's one of the best athletes out there, and uh, we should we should maybe focus in on some of his skills and talk about some tips. Let's do it. Okay, so Ninja Doc here. When I think about Drew Dreschel and how fluid he is, I think about technique and I think about how you can develop your technique to be one of those ninjas that is really fluid and a ninja's ninja, you know, a a ninja that just flows. And when we look at ninjas and see those athletes that can just flow, we know that they're moving more efficiently, they're saving energy, and it just makes them into better overall athletes. So one thing that I try and do, and I'm not the most fluid ninja out there, but you know, I try and be, is I really try and focus on being quiet when I'm moving, when I'm moving my feet, when I'm grabbing bars. I want to grab things and make sure that I'm grabbing them with the right forces at the right time. So if I do an obstacle, if I do a move and it feels a little bit clunky, like the, say, say I'm doing uh, the ultimate cliffhanger or the cliffhanger, and I throw my body, if it's real jarring, I'll try and get down and go back and do it again. And I'll try and make it real soft and quiet to where it feels as easy as possible. Now, if you practice over and over, you know, practice makes permanent and you're going to increase your fluidity and you're going to just become a more flow ninja. That's a great tip, Noah. In fact, that reminds me of, uh, of the next tip that I'm going to give. Uh, you have to edit that because that sounded like a horrible... No, that's good. Okay. Yeah. So... When you watch Drew, Drew has the technique, um, and you'll notice he, he has the the technique that. Okay, I'm gonna. Start. Uh, yeah. Doesn't matter. Here we go. You, you just, well, I, go. I flowed right after Noah. I feel it like sounds I good. Yeah, yeah go, go ahead. Great tip, Noah. Um, so what I when I see Drew, and you'll notice Drew does this. Great tip, Noah. One of the things you'll notice that Drew does that helps him just flow from one obstacle to to the other, especially when you're talking about upper body. Mm -hmm. It's his ability to get his momentum swinging in the the right direction. And if you watch him and you watch a lot of us other top ninjas, what you'll notice is we're not letting go of the last obstacle before we like swing, if we're on an upper body swinging obstacle. We're using the last obstacle where we have two points, and we're using that last obstacle as a directional. So if you're reaching out, and you grab an obstacle, you have a left hand on and a right hand on. You're going to use the hand that's behind to, to, to make a, a directional swing, to you know, get your, your, your body moving towards the next obstacle so you don't get that circular swing going on. And you'll see a lot of beginners get on the course, and what will happen is they'll immediately match hands on that next obstacle and all of a sudden, their swing gets off, and they start going in a circle. Um, keep that last obstacle on, that last on, hand on the last obstacle as a directional, and just use that momentum to swing into the next obstacle. That'll be huge for everybody. 
No, I agree. I think body positioning, fluidity, and momentum is a huge. It's it's huge in in uh, Ninja Warrior, rock climbing, parkour. So that's great. And the other thing I noticed about Drew, I think, is interesting. Is and I actually try to apply this myself. Is his mental game. He's got a really balanced mental game where there's a certain level of intensity that you have to bring to a, co- a competition like Ninja Warrior or a World Cup or anything that's that's physically challenging or mentally challenging. And so he, he really has that high psych, but he's, he's able to not be running at 100%. You actually can, can see he's running at about maybe 80% of his potential when he's running. That's something that all athletes should consider when they're setting up or preparing is you can get really psyched, but when you're actually in the performance aspect of doing the obstacle or being in that competition, you should be running at about 80% because that's that's all you really need, and you can make mistakes more easily when you're running at 100%. Good tip. With climbing, contact strength is really important because you're not always going to go to a hold super statically and like hit it perfectly. So you need to be able to like throw to a hold if you have to and know that you're going to stick it because you can activate your contact strength right away instead of, you know, just throwing and missing a bunch. Because a lot of times people can get to the hold. It's whether they can hold on to it after with the extra momentum or just the surprise of getting to the hold. So I think a simple way to define contact strength is the quickness in which your hands are able to grab something and hold on. It's good to work on your contact strength. I mean, hangboard exercises, uh, systems boards, campus rungs, anything like that is really good to work on your contact strength. Well, thanks so much for joining the Wolfpack Ninja podcast. That just about does it for this week. I'm your host, the Ninja Doc, Noah Kaufman. We've got some exciting guests coming up in the following weeks. We've got, uh, in no particular order, Jennifer Tavernier. We've got Jamie Ron, Lance Pekus. Anthony Storm is going to be joining us. Akbar, Bajid Biamila, and he's a great guy. And we also have Chris Sharma, who's uh, one of the ultimate ninjas, but he happens to be a climbing ninja. So that's a great two-part interview as well. So go ahead and tune in. Thank you so much for joining. We've got a lot of interesting things in the works. And remember to always try hard, train hard, and do your best. Go ahead and train for American Ninja Warrior or whatever you're training, and we'll see you out there. Thanks so much for joining the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. If you liked it, please tell a friend. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It would mean a lot. Remember to visit our website at www.wolfpackninjas.com and join us on social media. We are on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfpack Ninja and on Instagram at Wolfpack Ninja Warrior. Join us next time for another exciting episode with your favorite ninjas and informative health tips. Let's take a quick word from our sponsors and talk a little bit about this. <laughs> Fail. Fail. You do it. I mean, I didn't win. <laughs> every um, year there's a winner. You know, uh, every year there's someone who goes the furthest, but. I know, I know. You were close, man. God, I wish I wasn't an idiot. All right, whatever. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Mm, it's kind of fun, weirdly. <laughs> I, know. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't want to do like a fun interview for you. <laughs>